0: This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to a tiny sized episode of zingness but also regular size we're talking about ant-man today and the
2: Yay. wasp
1: but that will come later that movie review and discussion will come later and we also have an ant-man versus the wasp discussion too so that will be fun mm-hmm. but those will all come later but of course starting zingness you've got of course me your host zinger and along with
2: i'm hello kitty pez ellie
1: Ah, yes, you can make that reference. Yes. I didn't know we were doing movie references, so you got me on this one. All <laughs> right. Well, before we get into that, let's get into some news. Um,
2: news, news, news.
1: I got a unbelievable large amount of Spider-Man news and vampire news. And oh. this was not intentional, by yes, the way. Yes,
2: vampire news.
1: So, first things first, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Apparently, Nicolas Cage will continue to use his voice acting chops because he will apparently be in that movie, providing the voice for Spider-Man Noir.
2: Mm. I can see it. I'm excited.
1: I, I am too. I think that's really fun. Also, if you want to know what else I'm referencing by him providing the voice, he will be Superman in the upcoming Teen Titans Go to the Movies. They are f- fulfilling one of his uh, dreams to play Superman.
2: And, if you're really looking for some Oh Netflix, my gosh, i <laughs> <it. Ugh. laughs>
1: Just continue. Just continue.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> if you're really looking for some fantastic Nicolas Cage action, come on down to was it Netflix or Hulu?
1: It's one of the two.
2: We'll make you. Lo- we'll make you work for it. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a fantastic movie on one of those two about parents going crazy and killing their children.
1: And it has Nicolas Cage in it, really Nicolas Caging it up.
2: Oh, he is hardcore Nicolas Caging it up, so, yes.
1: All right, so apparently this Spider-Man news has to be broken up by vampire news. Ellie, are we a fan of the Netflix show Castlevania?
2: Yes, we are. Yes, yes.
1: Well, I've got good news for you then. Season 2 will be premiering on October 26th. That right is
2: fan. Fantastic.
1: Right before Halloween. Uh, the longtime listeners in this will remember that we did do a uh, discussion on the show a little bit after it came out, actually. I think we waited a little bit for it to be part of our little Halloween-y stuff, so this is something I'm very excited about. I was very impressed with the with the TV show or the animated series and everything. Um, I'm excited for it. They've shown some stuff that's shown a little bit of clips from it, so I don't know if that's something... Um, we should have watched but it it, it, i haven't seen any fresh cuts of it to where it's not somebody shooting in like a a auditorium thing of a screen so that's why i'm holding off for any further discussion on that but i'm excited i knew they were doing a season two it's just there was this up in the air thing of when so now we know
2: what else comes out in october for netflix tell me stranger things oh right, right right
1: right or is whatever it? they're gonna is call
2: it? well the last two seasons were october yeah so i, I, I don't I'm know excited. if the newest
1: one is. i mean if, i don't know if it's gonna be ready yet
2: oh, well i'm hoping
1: we're we're all hoping so i guess we'll find out um moving on to more spider-man news yes now we're going to the mcu spider-man okay. so apparently it was leaked by tom holland himself The next title for the next Spider-Man movie. Okay. You want to take a guess at it? I don't know if I've told you it.
2: Uh, I don't think you have.
1: It has home in the title still.
2: Oh, God.
1: So it's Spider-Man, blank, blank, home. Uh. Nothing? Spider-Man Far From Home. Apparently, he's supposed to be on a European tour Ugh. with his school, and that's oh, where course. this picks up on.
2: Of course.
1: So, I, I ge- I, that that's why I've heard. There's National also-
2: Spider-Man vacation. This is like a la- National Lampoon's slash well, Spider-Man. I'd like
1: to see where this goes. I mean, don't forget we got Mysterio <laughs> in this, and of course, uh, Vulture. I don't know if he's going to be in suit, but we might see him gathering up the Sinister Six and everything, so mm-hmm. that's 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 something that could be taking place so i like i said the the title being leaked is a here nor there thing for me it's i i see that they're going with the home thing still so that's something that is interesting to say the least but now for a quick bit of dc news so this image of robin from the upcoming titans movie
2: yes please
1: but, okay, keep this in mind. Okay. Do you remember? Okay, here, here's a full image. I like
2: it. I like it.
1: But do you remember the images we got of the other Titans a few months ago? Yes. Is, is there two different movies? I mean, um, Are there two different, I, different shows that we're just not aware of?
2: It would seem so. Because that actually looks really cool.
1: And they looked like complete cartoon. Oh my gosh. Is this going to be a live action like Teen Titans Go? Where like Robin is like super serious and everyone is comical?
2: I I still don't like... I still am not impressed with those other images. Well,
1: here's the thing. Those might be out of context. This is obviously a very post... A lot of images worked into it. By Mm -hmm. the way, if you want to see said image... It was on a little collage thing I released on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I do like that one a lot.
1: I, I don't know. It's just, it seems like the tale of two different uh, two different TV series.
2: they are trying to make him not so sidekicky, Like, you know, because Robin normally has the silly little tights and the... Yeah, well, no,
1: I mean, I, I like this. This is yeah. 90s Robin. Yeah, this that's is what I'm very... saying.
2: He looks... I like it a lot. That's pretty cool.
1: And everything they've shown for him looks great, but it's like the other ones, they haven't shown I... any. I, I would think that they want to release some images of the other Titans, especially since there was the on set photos leak that looked a little. How do I put this? Ridiculous?
2: Yeah, like a college um, cosplay party, Halloween. A uh, high wrong.
1: school cosplay party gone wrong. Oh, we're
2: not even giving it college credit. No, okay. no, college
1: credit. Me, college credit took some imagination. You skip class to go do that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want this Titan series to do well. I think it looks very cool, but like I said, I just, I, I just want to see images of somebody other than Robin because that's all the like official images we've been getting.
2: Well, if they follow suit, then I'll be happy.
1: All right. So, for the final bit of news, Jared Leto once again graces our news section.
2: I'm liking it.
1: As to potentially be the star of the Sony Morbius, the living vampire movie.
2: Mm, bring Bring on the guy liner.
1: One of the, of course, Marvel <laughs> villains kind of more associated with Spider-Man and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I just feel like he, he's just popping up everywhere now. Because apparently he's still doing the Joker. They said this would not interfere with any of his Joker stuff. But this is also Sony still trying to capitalize on the Marvel characters they still have rights to. So they're going to probably do another Spider-Man villain or Spider-Man adversary movie not featuring Spider-Man. I think that's interesting. But his casting, I don't know. I I can see him being that Mm vampire-like person. I can see that. But at the same time, we were just talking about Castlevania where that vampire is very... Dracula is very imposing, very like an imposing figure. So he's not like this like, look at me kind of guy
2: what's that mean
1: i'm just saying i'm just imagining the joker with fangs right now and it's not and it's not working
2: <sighs> that's ridiculous
1: is it more ridiculous than the joker having gold plated teeth
2: that's pretty awesome
1: um uh, you have a very confusing thing here <laughs> Ellie.
2: i am open enough to appreciate different versions of joker. i
1: i am too i just wanted to make fun
2: I don't appreciate you making fun of Jared Leto.
1: All right. Well, with that being said, we're gonna to go to break, and when we come back, we're gonna discuss Ant-Man and the Wasp movie.
0: Testing. My name is Toby, and I'm the host of the Secret Transmission podcast. We are a show that discusses the paranormal, conspiracies, the supernatural, UFOs, cryptozoology, and anything else weird. Our show is transmitted to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. You can also follow us on Twitter for updates, at SecretTransPod. So get ready to put on your tinfoil hats and come learn with us as we try to explain the unexplainable.
1: All right, Ellie, somehow we have not discussed at all anything to do with this movie. We both saw it separately. Yes. We. I think we vaguely said like one or two things. Like I think you asked me something about the end and that's it. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first on what we thought of it? Um, Spoiler alert! Already.
2: I I mean it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. Not to talk about spoiler alert, Um, unless we want to do other like just general discussions about the characters before and save the spoiler for the end. It's whatever.
1: You know what? If someone read the title of this, I'm sure they know we're going to discuss anything spoilers territory. So you know what? Instead of handicapping ourselves, having me scream spoiler alert several more times i just say we get into it. Okay. So, what did you think of this movie? Okay, let's put it into this fun context, because I feel like you kind of have to. After seeing what happened in Infinity War, after everything that happened in that movie, this is the next thing you watch, of course, in the order of Avenger and the Marvel MCU. Does this work as a follow-up to Infinity War?
2: Well, you don't have to. So, unless you watch that end cutscene thing, um, what I like about it is it's its own thing. hmm So, once again, um, the reason why I like the offshoot Marvel movies versus the Avengers series is that you can enjoy the movies for their separate stories without being, you know, thrown down your throat Oh, this has to connect to this and connect to that. You know what I'm saying? You can, I, I do, you can enjoy but I, it. I,
1: I have something against that when you're done.
2: Um, now, obviously, if you stay and watch the mid-credits. Post, yeah. And it's the not post-credits, really, yeah, too. Yeah. Then, you know, that's where it kind of connects. But um, I love this movie. It's it's fun. Um, it's it's obviously kind of a different spin from the comics. So if you're a true comic book fan and like these the these particular characters, it is an interpretation kind of of they they mess they move things around a little bit. so um, like I said I, I I like their imagination and where they're going with this um, the storyline and they've kind of that's it's neat the way they. They do some things in here to where, you know, they have the original Ant-Man and Wasp, but they do the story in a way that they can have the original still there, but have new versions of them as well. So that's really fun. Um, I think that the list of actors in this movie work really well together. It's very, it's it's one of those movies where it, it has the big moments, but I enjoy also just the interactions then when they're not superheroing it up. Does that make sense?
1: Michael Douglas, of course, as Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man, I think stole the show in the sense of just he was the perfect support character and supporting actor in this because he had a ton of great lines. He had a ton of great moments. And I don't think he stole anything away from the, main, from the two mm-hmm. main. And, and that's the thing I liked. He had his own story he was doing. And up to and it and
2: well, just, and there were just several.
1: every 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 time he they they cut to him or they did something with him, especially the one part where he's like, "Hey, after you stop daydreaming about my daughter, can we get this underway?" <laughs> like, right. like, like, just they they gave him great lines and they had him do great stuff. So I really like that they kind of showed. I, I feel like through his acting, what a great hero and great person Hank Pym wa- is and was mm-hmm. in his heyday too,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and, then- and
1: what a Jerk, he was too.
2: Yes, yep. He he did have his moments. That's for sure. Um, and and I like the way that they really were kind of trying to um, make the Wasp. Uh, they're really trying to build up her as well and give her her own entity. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't just Ant Man. It's it's like oh, Ant no, yeah. and the Wasp. Yes. So they're really trying to focus on her as well. She had her own storyline of trying to find her mom. You know, he had his own, so it was nice that kind of there were multiple stories wrapped into one one big yeah. story. But they flowed very well together. It wasn't kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. What's this? Who's that? Why is that? So, overall, I really did enjoy this movie. Like I said, because it had its light moments. It had is you know the the intense moments. Everything kind of worked really well, and and I even enjoyed. As always, um, the, the, the gentleman from his prison days.
1: Michael Pena. I cannot remember his character's name. Give me a second. I'll okay. look it
2: up. But he is Luis. amazing. Yes. As a side character. Lewis. Supporting character. He's, I, I love him.
1: Oh, no. The, 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 the true CMC oh, was hilarious. Oh, my
2: gosh. I was dying. And, and that was great. So, yes. I, I really did enjoy this movie.
1: So, I like this movie in the sense of I felt it was a good, and I know other people have used this term, and I don't want to not use it because I feel it's a good descriptive for this. So, apologies to every other podcaster, YouTuber, and everyone else who's used this term describing this, but I think it's perfect. Um, It's a palate cleanser. It's a nice palate cleanser after the um, heavy burden of what the Avengers left us with, of this huge, you know... Oh my gosh, this happened to the world. This was a nice little. Let's have fun in the Marvel Universe. Let's tell it's. So, because the story really had no weight of the Avengers stuff on it aside from just callbacks to, hey, remember what you did in Germany? Remember the. It was just. It was, yeah, just, it it was showing it, the consequences yeah. of his actions by going, I'd love the reference of, well, would you have gone with me if, if I had asked? And her response of, if I had gone with you, you wouldn't have gotten caught. Mm-hmm. So i really like that because that shows that, te- sass. that that shows that teamwork that they that they could have had but also the kind of broken trust they're trying to rebuild with each mm-hmm. other too as characters so yes I, I did like this movie in the sense of it had some nice comedic stuff to it it was a nice movie to see afterwards to kind of and i think they did more seeding for what's to come than anyone realizes I think there was stuff mentioned with the quantum realm of that. There's time manipulation possibly in there and that could play into the next Avengers movie. Cassie saying that she wants to be a hero and help her dad out. Um, This is just a kind of foregone thing, but I'm going to mention it now. They have cast a different actress to portray her in the Avenger movie showing that there will be time passing. And that's why they had to cast somebody different because they had to be older. So, I think that's interesting that they're laying a lot of groundwork, I think, for what's to come later.
2: Yeah, but it's not...
1: But it didn't feel like that's what they were doing.
2: Well, yeah, but, but back to my earlier point, like I said, you don't need to see the Avengers no, to see don't. this. This is... This is um,
1: I feel this movie will be one of those later that you'll go back and be like, whoa, they did a lot of but, good...
2: Right, and that, that's But it still works
1: on its... Oh.
2: Yeah, you don't need to see the Avengers. No, you don't. Um, And, you know...
1: You might be clueless at the at the credits, <laughs> scenes, but...
2: <laughs> yeah, oh yes. Very you, much if so. If you hadn't seen the Avengers, you would be like, what the beep? <laughs> and who
1: knows, you might be clueless in Avengers 2 if there's a ton of stuff with Ant-Man that they're like, wait, where is this all coming from if you don't see this?
2: Mm-hmm. So, Once
1: again, rewarding
2: right. viewers. All right, but like I said, though, it's not... Um, I think it's downplaying it to say it's a palate cleanser in the fact that I, it's a great movie and, and it's 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 not just there to be like, whew, this one's lighter than the other one. Because I, I, I think that takes away from the movie. Well, it, it's its own thing. It's separate. Of course, all the Marvel Universe tries to somewhat connect them, but this is like some of the other ones where you can watch it separately. You don't have to, but of course there is... Added stuff for people that have. So that's what's nice about it.
1: Well, the other thing is... I, we'll get to the villains and stuff like that. Because there was, I think, multiple levels with the villains and everything. But but like, like like we were saying, I think in time this might be looked back on as more essential to maybe stuff they're building on but it didn't seem like that's what they're doing and the original Ant-Man was a great movie and the same thing it didn't really mm-hmm. it, it was a nice it was its own thing while adding to the universe that existed so that I think they're doing a great job with these movies and continuing to add something to the universe while having it be its own thing to where yeah it would be nice if you watched all the other movies but you don't have to so what did you think of the villains? Because the, the, there's a few different ones we can pick from here.
2: Um, that was the one part I was lackluster on. Really? I thought that Ghost was boring in the fact that it was like... I don't know how to describe it. I mean, she was okay and all, but I just I just thought it was, like, one of those, like, force type things where, like, they were so much worried about the quantum... Um... Uh... What is it again? Quantum what? Realm? Realm, yeah. Um, they were so worried about the quantum realm that... Of course we have somebody that was screwed by people and if this wouldn't have happened and this wouldn't have happened, then she wouldn't have ever been created and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I thought it was kind of... It it was okay. She was neat to see. Like, I thought she was an interesting character as far as the looks of her and what she could do. Yeah. But I thought the, the story behind her, you know, being driven to do things that she normally wouldn't have done because she was in so much pain and she just wanted it to be over with where she'd be willing to kidnap a child or kill somebody else, you know. I, I
1: thought I that just... was kind of interesting, though, the fact that they said that she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. operative for years. And did, and I'm like, whoa, that's something that came out of left field because since the whole HYDRA thing, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s kind of fallen off the map in the sense, but still knowing that there's ramifications and that there's... Stuff still out there that has to do with it, it's kind of cool to have that sort of callback.
2: I and I know I, that Shield
1: still kind of quote unquote around. I think unquote, that around. was
2: just fan pandering, though. I, just, I, I don't thought...
1: disagree with you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't. I thought that was kind of weak. It's, but um and and the guy, the like arms dealer slash tech Sonny. dealer.
1: <sighs> he was a nice little. Uh, I don't know it's like there was there was a few different villains in this movie that I don't think they I think combined they made a good like villainous group, even though they didn't work together right. per se, but individually they're just kind of like just there for for me in the sense of they 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 were fun to be these kind of bad guys to have them sort of go up against but it, it it was nice that the entire universe or the entire world wasn't on the line in this one it was a very oh, yeah
2: i mean yes it, I it agree was with
1: it, you. it's it's kind of nice every now and then when it can take a step back and it's a very low level
2: yeah not everything threat. is is you know world yeah. annihilation type stuff right now i agree with you there i i just thought i just thought the villains were kind of weak in my opinion they were kind of basic villains that yeah. eh. um but i i don't I don't know, you know, who I would have chose. I mean, I don't know if you it have would a have been, suggestion. I don't though. have
1: anyone off the top of my yeah. head right now. It's kind of like, I don't know what Marvel's working on right now. That's the thing. Who knows who could be next for them?
2: I mean, my opinion, mm-hmm. my, my thought process and opinion for why the villains were kind of meh is because they didn't want you to focus so much on that part of the story. True. I think they were trying to lean you more towards you know just the the journey of excuse me um the journey of of Scott and um, hope, hope kind of reconnecting um you know just trying to point out family and, and yeah trying that, to that, find that was a mom. big
1: thing with, yeah with both hope and I mean with um with Janet Van Dyme and all that stuff and with Scott and his daughter mm-hmm. Cassie.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I think that was what they really wanted you to focus on. So, in that aspect, if you have a villain that's really, really cool and really exciting... Or really deep. Or yeah, really, yeah. Then that would take away from that side of the story. So, I, I think that's why they did it. But I I would think, for me personally, the lowest point of this movie I thought was just the villains just weren't that So,
1: you have Sonny, who's a... Paint by numbers, yeah, bad he's guy. Very generic. Well, business person that obviously is a criminal person who does mm-hmm. sketchy stuff, but also has a contacts with the FBI to keep himself clean. Right. You have Ghost who has a vendetta, against, who's trying to just get herself healed. So. She is just trying to get to the quantum realm so she can get the energy from that to heal herself. Then you have Bill but Foster. But she wouldn't have
2: been in that situation if it wasn't for Hank well, firing uh, and blah, blah, blah. I
1: was about to get to that. And then you have <laughs> Bill Foster, who, of course, was with the Project Goliath, mentioning of him or being mm-hmm. able to grow way back in the day. But also him and her father both being old partners of Hank that Hank mm-hmm. sort of kind of shoved to the side right, and everything. So once again... It was nice to see that, you know, Hank still has that. Because I think they kind of touched on that in the first one, too, that he's not a very fun person to work right. with.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that,
1: that, 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 that it's kind of he runs the show and he's the big cheese. Well, and, everything. and that's
2: why Ghost didn't have a problem sacrificing Janet yeah um because she felt like well it was hank's fault in the first place that mm-hmm. i got into this situation and, and that she
1: was in that situation yeah, and that and, janet was in that and, situation yeah, and, too and
2: janet's been hanging out for 30 some years in the in the quantum realm so you know she's got some some stuff to spare <laughs> yeah so yeah it, but yeah
1: I I do agree with you, but at the same time, I think they I think you do have a great point. You you I think you nailed it on the head that if you had any deeper villains or if you had someone like Killmonger in this, like 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 that 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 level of complexity, you would have lost probably a lot of the I think what they were trying to get across mm-hmm. with the with the teamwork and the you know family and the and and all the other stuff that was going on in this. Right. So. Something I really want to talk about before we get into any more deep conversations on this is the scaling, the making stuff smaller, making stuff bigger that this movie basically lived on. I loved it. I thought everything oh, yeah. was was great. The The micro-machine car, the, all the cars in a little Hot Wheels
2: oh, container
1: yes. thing. The
2: Can you imagine how cool that would be?
1: It would be awesome.
2: <laughs> Just have like a... Big old, just you know, booklet type thing of cars, and just them, oh, I think I'm gonna drive this one today. All right, that would be so cool.
1: I also really enjoyed when they were in the, when they were in the one vehicle where Scott was first with her, and they were like all tiny there. Yes, that was really funny, and I was just like, this is great. I really love this. The building constantly shrinking and grow, growing and stuff. So that was. I, I, I loved all the size scaling and stuff. Mm-hmm. It really was great. Um, that. So that, that's something I really enjoyed. And I thought they did a great job with it to make it to where I feel audiences could could follow it really easily. And it wasn't something that seemed ridiculous or out of place.
2: Well, and especially when they went to the school to get the trophy. <laughs> And just the cheesy little... I mean, when you just see him walking and he's got that big hoodie on. Yeah. And, and then he gets in the car and he's like, you want a juice box and a cheese stick or something? He's like, really? Do you have those? I mean, it's just... Paul
1: Rudd, just just, oh, just home run.
2: Yes, he's fantastic in this role. I absolutely love it.
1: So, I, I just didn't, didn't know if you had anything else with the size and everything and all that stuff.
2: No, I enjoyed it. I mean, um... Uh, we kind of, you know, like anybody would say, we kind of called it with, uh, you know, how many different items are they going to enlarge? And really it was only the salt shape besides the cars and the buildings.
1: There's actually a lot more. You might not have noticed his lab. If you noticed a lot of the stuff that was keeping the lab together was like giant paper clips or giant speaker, like knobs and stuff. Like Hank Pym is what I think they did a great job of showing that he was kind of trying to get whatever he could to maybe change the size of it. So there was a lot more stuff in the background you might not have noticed in his lab that that was something where he shrunk or made bigger. And of course um, shrinking wise they could carry an entire suit with them. Yeah, in like the literally a tiny little dot in their hand.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm talking about though in the oh like, fighting the fighting and stuff. Okay, and stuff. sorry, sorry. Yes, in the trailers, all you saw the the salt shaker uh-huh. and the Hello Kitty Pez yes. dispenser, um, and and then that's really all there was in the movie. So I did wish that they maybe threw a couple more surprise ones in there for you, but. They were still both entertaining, of course, just seeing it in the sequence of the you know the fights and stuff. But very well used, mm-hmm. very well used. But um, yeah.
1: Also, him getting abnormally, I mean, very large, was also really funny too. Because the whole they thought it was a whale thing. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. was funny at first. Because I'm yeah. like, how? How do you think? Well, that? no,
2: he kicked his feet in the back. And <laughs> well, it them was together. a perfect.
1: It, yeah, it was yeah. a perfect like whale tail of him <laughs> kicking his feet, but but yeah I, I thought him getting like super sized was really great for the sense of to show him as of course that he can get
2: well and I liked I liked the way they made it like there were consequences for doing that you can't make yourself that big without completely exerting all yeah <laughs> well eventually obviously not right at first but you know you can only be in that form for so long mm-hmm. or it's gonna just wipe you out
1: well i think that's something they're going to continue to work on to where he can get that size and stay at it mm-hmm. for longer periods of time yeah so that that's interesting so speaking of him changing in size what did you think of the kind of cliche of the malfunctioning suit i don't know if that i mean
2: bothers- it i mean it didn't necessarily bother me
1: maybe me saying cliche maybe <laughs> might have showed my hand at this
2: yeah i, I mean it added to the comic relief, of course, because mm-hmm. you're like, he's like, oh, not again, you know, and making all these snide comments, um, you know, and and obviously it led to the story in different situations. Um, so I would say if they keep going with it, then it would get old. I didn't necessarily mind it in this movie, yeah. but yeah, if, if it would, if it's something that like. The next time you see Hank, it's happening again. You're like, really? Well, you haven't fixed that Scott. by now? S- yeah. Sorry. Yes, yeah, Scott. Um,
1: I'd, I'd assume it was a good thing to show that, you know, maybe Hank isn't the most. That he's a very comp- competent scientist, but at the same time, he is human, so he doesn't make mistakes. So it was one that he was still, as he pointed out, currently working on. Yeah, but. but
2: she didn't have any issues with hers.
1: E- true. So true but but yeah i i did i i liked it but it is a cliche of the science that doesn't work properly thing so I, I i liked it it wasn't the worst thing in the world but it was definitely something to where i think it did add into the comedy for a bit mm-hmm. and also added to him actually having to kind of use his head in fights and stuff and just have dumb luck sometimes too right so I don't know if you had anything else for this, aside from just our final conclusion, before we move on to the next thing.
2: Um, no, not really. I mean, we kind of summed it up. I, I Like I said, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. You can see it. It's it's a great movie for somebody that's not a big comic book fan. Yeah. It, um, it has
1: tons of references, but it's not like, beat you over the head with them. Exactly.
2: And- that, yeah, that was my point. You can... Uh, newcomers can see this and enjoy it. So that's what's nice about it. But if you are not a newcomer, it has plenty of stuff for you as well. Um, some great humor, really cool scenes. Uh, like you were saying, just a, you know, making it big and small. And yeah,
1: the, the, the size, the scaling for yes. when they were different sizes was always well done.
2: Um, and, and it was one of those stories I wasn't bored. I mean, I, no, I was, was enjoying fun. the story the whole time. Um, it didn't feel like you know, a a two hour movie. So I, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I have, I really have, like I said, except for the, the little bit of weakness with the, the villains, but But I think there was a reason for that. Um, so overall I definitely would, would rate it as a must see. I, whether you're a comic book fan or not, I think it, it has great
1: levels for different people. Yeah. Um, just one more thing before we're done. I thought the part at the beginning with the, um, cardboard box for little tunnels was adorably amazing. that was
2: impressive.
1: Well then again if you're under house arrest like that you I, probably I think he even pointed out you'd be surprised what you're able to do.
2: You you gotta be imaginative, that's yes. for sure.
1: <laughs> so I I really, really thought that was a great little thing at the beginning.
2: It was cute. I liked it.
1: And also kind of him maybe coping with not being able to be a hero and be, you know, because apparently he really did enjoy what he did
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything. Because it wasn't that hard to get him to be able to do all that again. So, um, with that, I guess we'll give a rating of go see this movie. It's, it's it's really good. I don't know if you wanted to change your rating or.
2: Well, I would say definitely see the movie. If you if you're running low on funds, you can wait until it comes out on Redbox or something. But... Yeah. But yes, definitely. If you're
1: a fan of comic book movies, I say it?
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right. So with that, we're going to move on to our next discussion after this quick break. And that's going to be Ant-Man versus the Wasp.
0: An old wine cabinet said to be possessed by a demon which invokes nightmares and physical harm. An island full of giant rabbits said to appear once every seven years off the coast of Ireland. A rural family that in the dead of winter walked one by one into their barn, but never walked out. The world is full of fascinating mysteries, and the Blurry Photos podcast sheds light on the darkest corners of the unknown. With a new storytelling-focused format, Blurry Photos brings legends to life and examines if there's any fact behind the supposed fictions. Join me, David Flora as I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored on the Blurry Photos podcast.
1: So we didn't really lay out too many rules for this per se, so I'm sure we're going to be being like, you can't do that. We probably should have had a ref. For this?
2: Oh no! I mean, I think you misunderstood what I was saying. I didn't necessarily mean we had to fight, fight, but I wanted to dig into, you know, what what can these characters do? Um, maybe a little bit of differences between if you're a fan of the comic versus watching these movies. Maybe just point out some differences. I, I guess
1: let's point out this: if we were going to do a who would win in like a hand to hand fight to, you know, disable the other one. I will say that movie Wasp, I think, has an edge on. Oh, um,
2: that's not a maybe.
1: On 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 no, Scott there. That's
2: hands down. If we're talking about Scott versus Hope, she would just rake him with the to the floor. I mean, and I'm pretty the, sure
1: someone's going to point out that did happen in the first movie when they're training. <laughs> is that she, he basically got wrecked by her several times? Yes,
2: yes. So yes, so. girl power. Um, she definitely, obviously, has more powers than he does, and definitely... Per se.
1: Per se. No. But he could have a ton of ants crawl over her and jam her weapons. Anyways, let's let us move on to the next part, because we could go back and forth with this the entire time. Yes. So, do you want to go over, I guess, Janet first? first or do you want to go over hank or just ant-man in general
2: well just in general basically um they kind of played around with with characters so in the comic book um typically in the comic books now obviously there's a there's a newer one now too but um you had janet and janet and hank pym yes they they were the wasp and ant-man
1: ant-man and wasp yep um, original, yes. Part of the original Avengers, founding members. members of the Avengers. Yes,
2: exactly. So you know, awesome, and and I and I like the way you know, kind of like when we were talking about Robin earlier. This is a newer version. Um, mm-hmm. that's what's nice about the movie is they are still paying homage to, to the originals. Yes. Um, you know, by having Hank and the original Wasp, and they have the scene, and I... they show more in depth with her going into the. You know, they, they show them they're on a mission. You yeah. know, it's—it's. It's, I like the way they, you know, they do the whole, sweetie, we're, we're, mom and dad have to go out of town for business for a couple days, you know, and then they shoot to them being crime fighters and, and on a mission. So it's really cool to see them in action, you yeah. know, letting people know, we know these are the original ones. Yeah. But for this I... story...
1: I actually really like that in this. It's Mm -hmm. something to where, I mean, I'm not a giant fan of either of these. I I like them. I definitely enjoy them being in stuff. Uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that animated series, had them in it, and it was great. Mm -hmm. As for me having to have Hank, I think it was great to have him be the mentor or the, you know, old grizzled veteran showing the newcomer. Right. Especially since in the comic, there has been different, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. Multiple Ant Man's and everything, so that's that's why I really like that in this.
2: Yeah, so I, 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 I like it a lot. So I, I just I like the fact that they made it to where they can have the originals, but then they can also say these are the people that it's passing down to. Um, the uh, so the Wasp is is kind of interesting when you go from the comic books and the movies, um, because the Wasp is, in this generation is the daughter of Janet and Hank. You know, her mom is stuck in limbo. And so she kind of feels like she wants to continue that mantle. And, you know, for a long time, they don't know if, they're ever going to get her back get or she's even back. there
1: to get back yes
2: so they you know she kind of picks that up and she's continuing it on and and i and i like that a lot um also they have nadia which is in a lot of the newer comics that's the wasp now um and you know marvel loving their ultimate i mean excuse me alternate um Universes, timelines, stories, all that stuff. Um, but there is a, one of the timelines is where um, the daughter is Nadia. Like, there's there's one where Nadia is actually Hank's daughter. Oh.
1: Um,
2: and it's really interesting because Nadia in Russian is Hope. Oh. So it's kind of cool the way they, you know, did that little kind of connection there. Um so just you know, just depending on the timelines, there are different ones. Um but in an in another timeline, um, Hope actually becomes a villain.
1: Hmm. The Red Queen. Interest Oh, ants.
2: Yeah, so um I and there's another in the M C two universe there is a timeline where like um they have twins, Hope and Henry. So there's not just one. So it's it's, it's really interesting, but I, I'd like to talk about one day. Not necessarily today, because that's not the focus. Um, but Hope, um, when she becomes the Red Queen, she actually is one of the founders of the Revengers. So, I, I think that's interesting. So, there's a lot more to this um, to this group that... I don't really know much about. I'd be interested to read more into. Uh, maybe that can be a, a read this one day, is to maybe go into one of those one of those series. But um, so yeah. So I, I like the way that typically in the comics, you know, it's Janet is more of the Wasp, and and you know things happen with Hope, and she becomes a villain, and and that kind in, of thing. In
1: different timelines. Yes, in different timelines.
2: Have. But I, I just. I I do like the fact that they wanted to kind of go a different way um, in the movie setting. And it's easier that way to do it with the mom. And, and now that the mom is out, you know, I, I'm really, I'm very, very interested in seeing, like, where they're going with that as far as her being able to harness
1: the the quantum power yeah, and everything. I, I'm
2: really intrigued on really where they're are. They really gonna go places with that, or is that gonna just kind of be a thing that it's like it's there, but it it's there if they want to use it, but not. So I'm I'm very intrigued by that. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to talk about just a little bit too is in the comic books. Um, Hope, um, excuse me. The wasp, actually, with gene m- manipulation and modifications, um, you know, she can. She has those like stingers. Stingers that she does. Yeah. Like, you know, in the beginning. For that,
1: we're we're referencing the energy blast she yes. does. Yes.
2: Um, in the beginning, she has to have a piece to do that. But then, um, in the comics, later on. They actually um, kind of manipulate her genes enough to where she can do that just on her own.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
2: so I, I think that's a cool, I think that's a cool thing. That's definitely something that uh, Ant Man doesn't have.
1: <laughs> well, the thing I looked up because I did uh-huh. I did want to cross reference and do some stuff because I went at this in a completely different. Um, direction so my part side of this might be fun she is considered in the marvel universe as a human mutate okay so that is somebody who is mutated through scientific yeah. methods yeah like as i appo- said they did gene uh, modification. technically yep. technically deadpool is a mutate not a mutant mm-hmm. and he in some comics points that out in other comics he just doesn't care so that's that's your little segue there real quick
2: Well, if if we want to go into a little bit more details. So, because of the genetic modifications, um, they call them the stinger blasts. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, she originally needed devices to be able to do it. um, But she can eventually just do it on her own. Um, She also... (laughs) I think this is interesting. Um, She also can kind of grow like these little antennas
1: that's kind of like mantis
2: yeah yeah and um and that allows her to be able to um talk to insects telepathically Hmm. um and control them that way uh so that that's another thing that she gets from that that gene manipulation um and and her wings yeah she can you know she has her wings of course um, to be able to, to fly, uh, which also, once again, is really cool. Um, and then she also has, she like trains with Captain America, and that's where she gets her fighting skills from, um, and, and that sort of thing. So I, I think she is an amazing character. It's very underlooked. Like, a lot of people don't talk uh, about her that oh, much. Oh,
1: I think that, um, once again, to go back to the Earth Mice Heroes series, which I did love and was a great series they had her in there as a very capable individual Mm -hmm. and i always liked her character in there because she kind of spoke her mind too yeah
2: yeah so she's which
1: was which i thought great brought a great aspect to her character she
2: can definitely hold her own um you know and and she can just like ant-man she can.
1: She can grow in size. It's yes. very rare, though, but she, she can.
2: Yes, she's known for only using that in extreme situations. But yes, she can. She can do that as well. But she definitely prefers the smaller size. Once again, size. she
1: does do that in the uh, Marvels Ultimate. I mean, the she ultimate,
2: does. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. I've watched that series too. I love it. Um, but yeah, so. Me, personally, love this character a lot. She's got a lot of really cool powers, really cool stuff. Um, and, and I think she could definitely hold her own against Ant-Man for sure.
1: All right. Yes. So, oh, and um, just as a final note real quick, uh, her in the Marvel Ultimates, Ultimate Universe, she perished in that during the Ultimatum. Um, I don't know if... Blob killed her, but when they found, when Hank Pym and Hawkeye found her, she was being eaten by the Blob. <laughs> oh. Just uh, thanks, thanks Ultimate Universe for being that extreme. I know. Um, for revenge, Hank picked up the Blob and bit off his head, while in giant form. Okay. So, yeah, Ultimate Ultimatum's a real interesting uh, story. If you ever want to read it, it's basically the extreme end of part of the Marvel Ultimate Marvel Universe, but anyway so i guess it's my turn to um do the hank pym scott lang side of this and as i said earlier i might have gone about this in the wrong way (laughs) because i was looking up powers and stuff like that to where i could be like ha ha he can do this so um okay so just the just to re, just to reemphasize this the movie's do a good job of portraying Scott Lang as a two bit kind of criminal who does break in, does steal stuff because that kind of is very similar to how he gets the suit in the comics. Right. Um in the comics scores Ant-Man does or Hank Pym does of course let him do that once he, you know, figures out what he's doing and everything. He's kind of like, "Hey, you know, why don't you be a good guy?" And he does become a hero, but he's kind of got that, you know, He was a bad guy. Kind of like what the same, like if the Sandman uses powers for good.
0: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Exact same concept, almost. But yeah, I mean, because his daughter was sick, and of course, through this, he was able to get her healed and everything, and she also became a hero later, as well. But that's a story for another day of what Cassie becomes, because we could be seeing it in the movies. Right. Of course, Hank Pym. um, I'm kind of going to flip between both Hank and Scott Lang. With this, because they are similar, but yet they are different in the sense of, I'm gonna say this now, uh, no offense. Hank Pym has an identity issue, because um. Okay, are you ready for this list? His notable aliases have been Ant-Man, Giant Man, Goliath, Yellow Jacket, Wasp, Scientist Supreme, and currently, if I'm remembering correctly in the comics, is Ultron. No. Oh yes he is currently kind of him and ultron are kind of merged together Mm. and he's also the person who created ultron um of course the mcu movies did a weird job of it but it was basically he had the same intention of he wanted to do something to help the world and through that made its almost ultimate Villain and he, of course, I mean, it it had a complex Ultron had a complex with him, he had a complex with Ultron. But at the same time and this this all this whole merging took place during the revenge of Ultron as well. So that's kinda where that comes in. It's it's an interesting story, to be Mm -hmm. honest, where they kind of come together, but at the same time, um Ultron has this thing to where he can't really mess with Janet too. Like, it's really hard for him to fight and do anything with Janet because, of, of course, programming in him by Hank. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, this this guy has kind of an identity issue, but he's also a great scientist, uh, created the Pym Particles, created, you know, all this different stuff. It, um, I said Goliath. There's also another character that did take that name, too. He has a very good habit of creating characters and then passing off the mantles to other people, by the way. Right. So that's very interesting. In that sense, um, as Giant-Man, he can grow to, of course, 100 feet, which is one of his extremes. Um, he can, of course, shrink down microscopically as well. And um, as the Yellow Jacket, and periodically as Ant-Man, he has had the Bio Sting stuff installed on his suit. Mostly as Yellow Jacket, and also as Yellow Jacket, he did have wings so that he could fly. So once again, a very interesting character in the sense of he create he's i feel similar to iron man he kept creating stuff and building stuff so that's interesting and of course he designed a lot of the tech for for janet's suit as well even though she did do a lot of the stuff herself um so yeah that's kind of where i i I just kind of gathered you know a little bit of tidbits like that and he's had a very like i said very interesting history as well as Scott Lang. And there is one other person, or I think there may be two other people, who, who have been Ant-Man, but one was like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that stole the stuff and was a complete dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically spied on people in the shower, did
2: <laughs> stuff like
1: that. So kind of a dirtbag in that sense. And I should I talk about the elephant in the room? The fact that there is the whole domestic violence thing with the fact that Hank did strike janet at one point and that was a big thing in the comics and that's something that has kind of weighed heavy on his character and on the comic book world ever since then i think was a very important issue of the comics to bring up that and to show that you know it was during a time when you know like um iron man was an alcoholic stuff like that so it was to show that these characters are vulnerable too, so I don't know if you had anything on that or
2: no, not really, I mean no
1: okay, I just I saw it was a very interesting point for them to them to do that. It's sad that it happened, but I think that it was interesting in the World of comics to tackle an issue like that mm-hmm. um of course, as we've seen in the movie, both Hank Pym and Scott Lang are able to of course manipulate their sizes. Though we've never seen Hank use the powers at any point to grow in size. Though as it was implied, he did work on Project Goliath and they were able to increase someone in size. But it never seemed that in any of the flashbacks so far, any mentionings by Hank that he was able to do that. But yeah, the Pym Particles are what um, causes this to happen. of course, in their smaller size, they do of course have comparable strength and vice versa when they get bigger. So right. yeah, I don't I I don't have much more to go on here per se. So, oh, also can control ants with the helmet and everything. It's it's something I feel that that, that you overlook sometimes with him. Yeah. Because there's so much other stuff he can do, the ant thing is just kind of an additional little like, oh, by the way, even though it's a very important thing. I feel
2: like the ant thing was more prominent in the first Ant Man movie. I,
1: I yes and no. I feel it was pointed out more in the first one, but it was very relevant in this one too. Because you had like the little ant cams on there that you never saw like the ants with the little cameras a lot mm-hmm. of the times. But it was a very present thing that still existed within the movie, but wasn't something that. They, they I think, hammered home as heavily in this one. Right. I still liked it. It's, it's one of those things like, oh, yeah, you can control ants. That's right. I I also, okay, flashing back to the movie real quick, I forgot to mention it. I also like the enlarged ant that was <laughs> roaming around <laughs> his house and everything. Yes. And they kept making comments on, like, like, they were like, oh, it's been programmed to to basically do your habit for the day. and And it's just hilarious how they're like, what do you do?
2: Right yeah i know so
1: so yeah so like, like i said i kind of misinterpreted um what we were going to be doing with this so instead of trying to scramble i i just kind of gave you what information i had thumbs up
2: right totally the wasp would have beat ant-man though so. in
1: in the movie yes I no would say.
2: both both ways
1: but he's ultron are you saying that
2: no. That, that
1: she alone could be an Ultron?
2: We're talking about Ant-Man, not that version of Ant-Man. Like, Ant-Man. Nuclear
1: technically that version of Ant-Man. No, that's oh. just being silly. All right, fine. Let us know in the comments who you think is the better hero out of the two, or if they work better as a duo, and that's where their true power comes from.
2: Oh, I definitely like them as a pair.
1: I do, too. Yes. So, with that, I'm um, going to go to our last break, Ellie. hmm All right, we'll be right back. Hey, Allie. Yes. Do you like a good set of headphones? I sure do. Do you like ones that are wireless and keep an outstanding amount of battery life on them?
2: Most with definitely.
1: amazing sound and stylish design. Yes. Well, I got some headphones for you. We partnered with Studio. We are talking, of course, about the Regent Headphones. They are their on-ear wireless Bluetooth headphones that also, this is really cool and I really like this fact... They also have an auxiliary port to where you can actually wire them as well and it does not waste any of the battery life. But you won't need to worry about that because that battery life is up to 24 hours worth of playback time. I use these things all the time and I feel like I'm almost never charging them. It's so, they, they, the battery lasts for so long with them and charges so quickly.
2: And the black, and the gold accents are pretty hot. I,
1: they, they, they are stylishly designed, they are amazing quality and you know what else helps out with with all of that, Ellie? What is that? Using our discount code ZINGTHIS, all one word, at checkout to save some money off of your order. And,
2: and that's Z E N G.
1: This at checkout, and also they do free worldwide shipping. Like I said, phenomenal headphones. And you know what the other funny thing is? Hmm. This episode you're you're listening to was edited with me wearing those headphones to check for sound quality. <laughs> So, that's always a great thing. So, once again, check them out at studio.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We've got a response to our 100th episode to talk about. And, of course, wrap up. But we've got a five-star review to read on iTunes. So, Ellie, do the honors.
2: Well, it was titled Great Podcast... By Border Love. And it said, I love listening to podcasts that review movies, and I have to say that I loved their dynamic and how they portrayed their thoughts about each movie. So, yay!
1: Yay! We did good. Sweet. And thank you very much for that five star review. If I'm remembering correctly, I think that is the host of the Conspired podcast. Uh oh. So, go check that out. Yes. So, we have had a Twitter response to our hundredth episode. Ellie, <laughs> are you scared of what may come of this?
2: I'm never scared. I love comments and tweets and everything else.
1: All right. Well, with that being said, keep that in mind, Ellie. <laughs>
2: Oh, gosh. Okay.
1: All right. So the Twitter response, actually, ironically enough, is from the Conspirated Podcast as well, and it's referencing something we said in the 100th episode. Ellie, if you would.
2: Um, well, basically, uh, they put, still think you could have put 100 games Mario has been in.
1: So, Ellie, do you want to in the next episode list 100 games that mario's been in
2: oh my We each gosh. come up
1: with 50 and then list them
2: that's that's a lot of work
1: it isn't just look up mario games i'm oh pre- <laughs> uh, wait we probably need to make a list of just 100 and then split them up because we'll probably look up the same ones
2: yeah i was gonna say that um that might be something we'd have to come together beforehand yes and,
1: uh... we all just we both list the same 50. <laughs> <laughs> so i know so i i guess if that's something you really want to hear we'll put it at the end of the actually side note that's gonna have to be at the end of the end of a future episode um upcoming on zingness we have the of course harry potter yes. and the goblet of fire discussion sorry i just remembered we, we we've got some stuff already coming up I that am i
2: am so excited
1: so conspired and listeners who are fans of Mario, maybe I'll get Eric to help us with this too. Uh, you know what? Let's see if we can just get Eric on here to name a 100.
2: I bet Eric could do it without even looking stuff up. I, You know what?
1: That's, a, what gonna That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to drag Eric back on here, and he has to name 100, and we will fact check him on it.
2: Okay. And
1: count, of course. So look forward to that in a probably, I'd say... Last week of July, first week of August episode. The reason I'm saying that is because next is our Harry Potter episode, which will be which we'll be having some special guests on with Into the Portal will be joining us. Yeah. So Andrew and Amber will be discussing Harry Potter with us, the goblet of fire. So very excited about I that.
2: I love this movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Save it for the podcast, Ellie. I am
2: on the podcast,
1: so. Save it for that episode of the podcast. (laughs) Also, very important, I would make sure to subscribe to Jack of Trades Podcast. Why? Because the week after that, there will be a part two coming out for us, but you have to listen to their episode for the part one. We are doing Watchmen We will be discussing the comic in-depth on their episode. And once again, that's Jack of Trades. And then we will be discussing the movie on our episode. But you got to listen to both of them because we make references and there's a ton of stuff to where if you listen to both of them, that's the complete way to listen to a Watchmen episode. It was a lot of fun to work with them. So look forward to those two episodes in the future. So Ellie, I think that wraps stuff up for us today on the podcast. Okay. So with that,
2: well, you can go to darkmyths dot org.
1: Yes, you can find us and other podcasts that are part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective. Also, if you want to hear me yelling about Star Wars stuff or politely discussing it, go over to <laughs> the Knights yell
2: or o- politely discuss.
1: It's it's, There's it's no it's, in
2: between. It's
1: an up in the air thing. I'm very excited about what's coming up on there, though. We're having a very interesting discussion, which I will of course. Just dropped the hint of, I'm very excited we're finally getting to talk about this. So check out upcoming episodes of that over there on Knights of Vader. Also, you can, of course, find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and basically everywhere else you can find podcasts. But if it's on iTunes, Ellie, what do you do?
2: A five-star review.
1: Join our Facebook group. Search Zing This. Uh, of course, find us on Twitter at Zing and tweet at us. We greatly appreciate it. And we love to have the conversations with our fans. Also, at Zing This Podcast on Instagram to get those little collages I do for most episodes.
2: <laughs>
1: also, if you want to go to Patreon.com slash
2: Zing This.
1: You can, of course, find stuff on there. Extra little kind of mini-sodes to an extent, kind of mm. early reviews of movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just did my Jurassic Park thoughts. Uh, there will be an episode coming out later for the $1 level of me and Toby having a from The Secret Transmission having a discussion about video games that should be turned into movies.
2: Sky creepers, skyscrapers coming out Friday.
1: I don't see what that has to do with anything, except for you mentioning that there's a rock movie coming out.
2: I'm, uh, I'm are, are you going
1: to watch it? Are you going to do a review on on our Patreon about it? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. <sighs> and also, we're working on another $5 level thing on there, so that will be out sometime soon-ish. So with that, you can also email us at... Uh, sorry, you can email us...
2: At ZingThis at gmail.com
1: go to our t public store and get stuff with our logos on it logos, logos. uh sound guy is A. A. Ron. our logo is done by chris singer and finally
2: dj golden boy 89
1: play
0: us out